Hey guys, what's up? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I'm Positive Chuck Mockler. And we are Locked On Clippers, part Oof. of the Locked On NBA Network. Yes, we are. If you're a returning listener, good to have you back. <laughs> if you're new, welcome to the pod. You kind of got NPR voice right now. <laughs> Uh, I've been taking lessons, uh, <laughs> trying to get better for you guys. Uh, yeah, if you're new to the pod, uh, we are Locked On Clippers. We're coming at you five days a week Boom. with fresh Clippies content. Boom. Um, yeah, clap back click- Clippers. So we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to start off with a preview of tonight's game against the Spurs. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Uh, on edge. I'm feeling a little Optimistic, bit on edge, too. a little on edge. I know. I, I really wonder if we're going to make the Spurs drop below 500. I hope. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so we got some good stuff there, including some key things the ki- the Clippers are going to need to do to win, as well as a look at some exciting matchups. And then today is Thursday, so we've got our Thirsty Thursday segment where we talk about what we're thirsty for. We'd like to see a little bit more of. I think we might also have a little edema, which is uh, <laughs> too opposite. much water. Yes, we've had opposite. a little too much. <laughs> Want to see less of some stuff, too. And then we're going to wrap up with a general kind of NBA roundup. There were a lot of games last night, so we'll only get into Western Conference stuff, but stay tuned for that as well. Uh, all that and more coming up right about now. Before we get into this recap, Will, you don't have a car. I do not. I don't have a car. That is true. I had to borrow my girlfriend's drive all the way from the South Bay to Glendale. The local listeners know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I need to get a car, if you need to get a car as well, check out Metro Infinity. They're at 821 East Central Avenue in Monrovia. Is that just off the 210 in Monrovia? Right off the 210. There's an in and out right over there, too, if you're hungry as well. They're the only dealer in California that is family-owned and have been in business for over 25 years. Metro Infinity. One of the best parts about Metro Infinity, if you don't like going to the car dealership, which I can, I feel that, I totally understand. I don't like it. They will bring the paperwork and the car to your home or office, wherever. You can complete the whole transaction. Done. Metro Infinity. Make sure to mention Locked On, and they'll give you $500 off any car purchase. If you're thinking about a new Infinity or just a new car in general, please give them a chance to earn your business. Metro. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Right now, you can lease a new Infinity Q50 3.0 Lux loaded with navigation. It's $1,000 down, 325 a month plus tax. Plus, mention Locked On, 500 bucks off. Did you hear that voice? That was spooky. Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> it must have been a ghost. All right, so tonight at 5.30, in about four hours Pacific Standard Time, the Spurs and the Clippers play in San Antonio. <laughs> I'm breaking it down. (laughs) Yeah, you're really breaking it down. So, quick notes, uh, real fast. There's no Gasol tonight. Yes. Great for us. Yes. Spurs are on a three-game win streak. Yeah. We are not. No, we are uh, 500 in our last six. Yes. Um, With some bad losses. With some, a couple of terrible losses. A terrible win as well against the Suns. I I don't know. The Suns played really well that night. Yeah, they did. Um, Uh, And we we didn't want it as hard. And our road record is currently eight and seven. Got a winning record on the road, which <laughs> barely. I mean, if 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 you want a solid playoff seed, you gotta you gotta lock down. You gotta stay above five hundred on the road. I feel Absolutely. like just like just slightly above five hundred on the road. Crush it home. Yeah, you're good. Will the Spurs be wearing their earned it jerseys tonight? I don't think so. I think that that's not going to be until like Christmas. Oh, okay. I think it's more for special occasions. If you're occasions. unaware of what I'm listening to or saying, the earned it jerseys are for the teams that made the playoffs. So they get a special extra jersey. Yeah, last year. That's dumb. I uh, some of them look pretty dope. Otherwise, I'd be against it. But the Spurs one is just white camo. Spurs fans on Twitter don't. For the majority of them do not like their special edition jerseys. Oh, it's, really? It's all just digital camo or camo stuff. 
Yeah, it's kind of that's kind of weird. We we understand there's a giant military base there, but there's also a lot of other stuff. I was gonna say there's also more, right? Yeah, I think. Big old women. Shout out to Charles Barkley. <laughs> he famously said that about the Spurs uh, in San Antonio in general. What do we got to do to win tonight? Do you think? Um, it was just a close game last time we played. Yeah, really close game last time. I think we've got to uh, you know shut down their backcourt, mm-hmm. which. Luckily, I mean, other like I feel like Bryn Forbes is the guy that we have to worry about the most. He's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, he's shooting a like in the mid forties from three. Yeah, um, he crushed us last time. I can't remember. I don't remember exactly offhand the amount of points he had. Let me get uh, stall one sec. One but he sec, was the guy. Sec. We were at that game, and we kept because the Spurs have a bunch of guys where you're like, who is that person? Yeah, and he was one of those guys who we kept being like, who is this guy who seemingly. He hustles. He's always kind of in the right place, and he has a good head on his shoulders. He knows what he's doing out there. Definitely, definitely. Um, Rudy Gay is another guy we got to get away from the three point line. Yeah, he, yeah. They're both snipers right now. Yeah, they're both shooting like in the mid forties. It's kind of insane. It's. I mean, granted, uh, I think Rudy Gay is only on like three attempts per game, but man, if he's feeling it, I I don't see why that wouldn't go up. Yeah, he wouldn't stop shooting. Um, for me. They rank third, so Spurs opponents rank third in free throw attempts a game. Okay. And we've really kind of gotten away from getting to the line. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, we need to get to the line tonight. Definitely. Gallo is a what? He somehow shoots over 100% on threes. I don't know how, or on free throws. I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, no. We need our guys to get to the line. If Tobias isn't getting being aggressive early or we're doing that weird... Teams have been playing zone against us. So if they're doing that and we're doing that weird around the perimeter passing and it's not working, we got to get to the line. Do you expect to see a zone tonight? Honestly, from this point on, I expect to see a zone against us most nights. I I kind of do, just given how dysfunctional the Spurs defense has been recently. Oh, I think yeah. they're I think they're ranked in the bottom five uh, for defensive rating right now. Uh, so I would expect... I, I could see us, yeah, facing a strong zone. It just seems to work against us, too. Yeah, it really, really does. I mean, against the Raptors, granted, the best team in the NBA right now, if you mm-hmm. watched the Raptors-Golden State game last night, we were flummoxed. Yeah. We couldn't... We passed around the perimeter, and we just kind of stood there, and then we'd throw it to Gortat, and then three Raptors would just be right there. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes to my next thing. We need to shoot the three. We shot 23 three last, threes last time we played this team. Yeah. We eked out a win. We need to shoot more than 23. Yeah, we're both low three-point shooting teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know, both have like solid percentages. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that that's going to be such a huge factor is really making them pay on the three-point line like we haven't been able to do recently. Let's space out that zone. Let's do something to make them. It would be nice to see our offense force the team to stop playing the zone against us. Yeah. Because we've somehow, I mean, People can do it, and it's effective against us. So it'd be nice to have to see a team. Obviously, a team as well coaches the Spurs is probably going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to see them have to switch it up. I like your note in here about pace. Yeah. So the Spurs are towards the bottom in pace. Um, and like last time, they didn't really... I'm trying to remember the fast break points. They barely outscored us, but like they made all of 11 fast break points. Mm-hmm. Um 
So I I do think that we need to push the pace and like really lean into our offense. Yeah. Um, We've got smoked on the fast break against the Raptors. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was it was pretty terrible. Um. So I'd like to see that pick up. I also turnovers. You know, we always mention being an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time uh, we met the Spurs, they had five turnovers to our twelve. Uh, one thing that turned out really fortunate for us, though, is like we capitalized really well off of every turnover. We somehow, like, I don't even know how this stat is possible, <laughs> but it's saying that we had on in, this, this is per stats.nba.com, we had 21 points off of five Spurs turnovers. What? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on Could with we that. We get like four and ones on three point shots. I guess. <laughs> well. Let's defy math again. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what happened there. Uh, on the on the other end, though, we did commit those twelve turnovers, and they were unable to really make us pay. They they got all of six turnover points. Yeah. So I think that um, yeah, controlling the fast break is going to be really really important. Uh, sure. I, I feel like I say this a lot, but like tempo is so important for this team. Both we're, like getting into rhythms and like you know how easily this team seems to get like frazzled or discombobulated when yeah. like we're we're being forced to push the tempo too hard. Yeah. We won't have to do that in this game. Yeah. You know, this is going to be we can you know, it's a it's it's a game we, on the road, but like we can still kind of exert our pace, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, we can dictate that. Um let's get into what could go wrong. I just kind of mentioned one of the things I could. Just that uh let's find an open look. Yeah. On the perimeter. Yeah, Shea took some threes uh, against Toronto, which was great. He had a really quick catch and three that went in. It was beautiful looking, obviously. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of that. I want to see more guys being aggressive on the three-point line. Shoot them to keep, shoot it to keep the team honest. Definitely. To try and break them up out of that zone. Uh, I think that rotations are going to be key in this. Oh, man. Um, it's going to be huge against... Yeah. With with our bench, you know, obviously missing its largest score. You know, the, the bench law the bench won us this game last time. Lou uh, was the leading scorer. Yeah, we were able to hang in with their starters last time, getting great performances from both uh, Tobias and Gallo, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously going to be crucial to win tonight. But I think where we're going to be able to separate ourselves from the pack is going to be our bench. So tonight, if the rotations are are stagnant or our guys aren't able to establish a rhythm, it's going to be real bad real quick. <laughs> yeah, that. This goes into my next one. Uh, Doc keeps stubbornly playing Bradley 30 minutes, and he puts up 4-1-1 one, and one with a, like 115 defensive rating. Yeah. That's something I could see happening. They put him on. I mean, DeMar destroyed us last time. Yeah, I actually He looked think... great, too. Like, he had one of his better games of the year, but still, like, we couldn't stop him. Yeah. I don't know. Who who do you I mean, who do you like on DeMar? I I think I would rather have Avery Bradley on uh on Bryn Forbes, actually. Yeah, I would want Shea on DeMar. Yeah. I he's mean, just he's got, got he's got a lot of length. He's got length. It will be a learning experience. I'm not saying he's gonna shut DeMar down at all. Yeah. But I think he's he's quick. He's a little skinnier than DeMar. I mean he's a little skinnier than everybody, but that length is just so hard to go up against if you're a mid range guy, which DeMar is. Yeah. And also, I mean, Shea is a mid range guy for the most part as well. Yeah. So I think that that kind of instinct would maybe lean into him knowing where DeMar's going to want to pick his spot. That's a really You good know what call. I mean? Uh and I had this is based solely on nothing. Yeah. But I think that like in your head you're like if you know that a player plays in a similar style to you, you're like I know where he's going to want to get on the floor. Yeah, subconsciously. Yeah. You, you kind of have an idea of that for sure. Yeah. Um and then again, as always, turnovers. That could go wrong. Yeah. Pretty it, quick. Like I said it was 5 to 12 last outing. I would be I think the numbers will be, be probably pretty similar to this. You think they might, we might double them up? 
in terms of we have twice as many turnovers? I would guess. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I'm hoping for better. Oh, absolutely. But like, uh, realistically, I, I, I mean, I still think this game is in, within reach as long as we can keep the turnovers to, you know, 12 or less. Less than 10? Yeah, I know. God, I hate having to say that. Um, all right, some key matchups. My, one of my key matchups is Aldridge versus anyone. Yeah. He had 16 boards with Gortat starting and no Boban last time. We didn't see Boban at all the last time we played the Spurs. I think we'll see... Yeah, he was a DNP. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll see some of them tonight. Yes. Because we if we give up 16 boards to Aldridge in San Antonio, I think we lose. If he's crashing the glass that hard at home and they're kind of fired up, I think that could be... That's going to be a big hole to dig ourselves out of. Yeah. I mean, yes. I agree. That is going to be hard. They just barely rebounded us, out-rebounded us last time. Yeah. Um, Tobias Harris weirdly led the team in rebounds last outing. Yeah, I think um, I think throwing Boban out there for a couple minutes on on Aldridge, seeing we'll if it's working, it works. Yeah. Um, is definitely a good idea. Uh, I don't really like the, the idea of Gortat defending him at all. No, I don't like the Gortat defending anybody. Um, the only person I want Gortat to defend is Gortat. Hey. That's the only person you could stop, I think. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's a worthwhile matchup. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe throw Gallo at him? Dude, the meatball lineup? Big Who shout knows? out to Clippers Twitter. You guys have been pretty on board with the meatball lineup. We're so loving far. it, man. Uh, for those of you who are maybe new, the meatball lineup is anytime Gallo's playing the five. It's a spicy meatball. Oh, God, it's a spicy meatball. Uh, bench versus bench is going to be huge. I think we both agree on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess this, I mean, like this matchup, I would just like to see against their bench. Uh, I'd like to try out a little lineup of Milos, Bev, Ty, and Love then it. Scott at the power forward position. And then either one of either Gallo for a meatball lineup or Trez. Uh, Trez had a really big game last time. I yeah, he played great. He... Missed a couple clutch free throws when he was getting MVP chance, but yeah, played great other than that. Yeah, yeah, played really great. Made some great passes and yeah. uh, had some had some solid playmaking. So I, I definitely want to reserve Trez for that second unit because I think that I, I expect him to be able to flourish again. Yeah, um, that's actually one of my other matchups is yeah. Trez versus Slump. Oof. Uh, Not playing good right now. Yeah. So last time, like I said, he had fourteen six and five. Looked really good against any Lamarcus list lineup. Yeah. Um, and then we mentioned it a little bit before. Demar versus Shea or Bradley. There's kind of some new defensive schemes getting instilled. We're gonna maybe talk about that in the next segment. So I hope we can maybe get it figured tonight against a player like Demar. Yeah, he's just still a game changer. I feel like he's been kind of disrespected this year. I remember not disrespected, underappreciated for how well he's been playing. Uh, I think it's the same as like kind of per his career. That's fair. Maybe I just think he's underrated his whole career. Wow. Um, what's your prediction for tonight? Uh, my prediction for tonight is going to be, man, it's going to be a close game again. Yeah. Uh, assuming it doesn't go to overtime, Oof, I'm going to say, oh man, um, say 113-108 Clippers. I like that. 113-108. All right, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to break their winning streak. Yeah. I think it's going to be, yeah, like 122 111 Clippers. All right. You know, close-ish. Then maybe we pull away at the end. Wow. Solid. I like I that. So. I, I mean, this is a bold <laughs> prediction. I, I like mean, it. I mean, I hope so. Uh, guys, coming up after this advertisement, we're going to be doing our Thursday Thursdays, things we want to see more of. But first, if you follow multiple Locked On Network shows. Which, who doesn't? 
I mean, I follow 50. Check out Locked On Net on Twitter and Instagram. It aggregates all of those shows so you can get the best info from the local hosts covering NFL, NBA, and college football. Uh, it's great during games, great during breaking news. On Instagram, you can get a little more uh, content thanks to the stories and stuff like that. Again, that is Locked On Net on Twitter and Instagram. So welcome to Thirsty Thursdays. Hey, who's thirsty? <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> what? So I'm thirsty. I think we're both thirsty for this. Better defense. Yeah, definitely. Right? You kind of you watched a great segment talking uh, about the new defensive scheme. Yeah. So uh, old Rex Kalamian. who seems like a lunatic in the best possible way. Oh, really? In what way? He just every picture I've seen of him is just him kind of like mid yell or something. He's got crazy face. He seems intense. That's what I mean. He, like he definitely seems intense. He seems like someone who would like teach his defensive scheme to like his kids YMCA team. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he he's like installing like a shell defense. I guess is what he called it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I'm guessing it's similar to what he had had done in Toronto. Yeah. Um, but essentially, you have um, whoever whoever the on-ball defender is all the way out, heels like on the three-point line. Um, and then if they're if you respect the shooter, you take a, you take a step forward for any step back that they take. Mm-hmm. And if they're more of a driving point guard, uh, then you just you keep your heels on the line. Yeah. And then the point of the other four defenders is to at any point um, to always be in front of the ball handler, which I mean, just in general, you yeah. want to do it <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, um, <laughs> but it's to give the illusion of like a better help defense. Like at any point, a player could switch. It doesn't mean that it always happens. It's like a constant soft double. Kind yeah, of. exactly. And that's like uh, like a it's, soft it's, double zone. Yeah, and it's kind of coming out of this like free safety sort of idea that more and more teams are kind of using, especially to cover up guys like just de- like defensive yeah. faults. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I. I don't know. I'm curious to see how it works. Like, obviously, I think that it's been a learning system. I think that there has been issues with it. You a lot of times see uh, on easy buckets that like the the guys kind of looking at each other, and there's clearly some miscommunications. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm just hoping that like the more the more we work on this system, um, and especially like after a game versus the Raptors, where you know we really like the the pay. I feel like their pace really destroyed us. They killed um, us. So I I like hope that they like. You know, we're running some drills, and now there's like a little bit better communication. Yeah. Um, you know, because I th- I do feel like we're a team that seems to learn something from every loss. So. Yeah, and Gortat had a really funny quote. He said something on the lines of like, "He's crazy. He's we come in after winning five out of six games, and he's shouting at us to do a new scheme." And it's like that's good, but it's gonna. I hope it starts coming together a little more. Yeah. Um. Should we do a Dima Thursdays? Yeah, I mean, is there anything else we want to see? Uh, I mean, before other than we, the meat, we get into the bad. Other than the meatball lineup, gotta see more meatball lineup, man. Doc had that weird quote about it, how he's like, "I'm not going to use it. It did bail us out against these games. Maybe for one possession. Maybe at the end of games. Run it, man. Yeah, we're playing so weird right now and disjointed that it's like it's fine. Yeah, especially like a lineup that I mentioned earlier, where Gallo is at the Gallo is at the five, Scott is at the power forward <laughs> position, and then we have like a three guard kind of yeah of, of backcourt of some combination of. Milos, Beverly, and Ty. What was the one? And Sin. We had one yesterday that was a real spicy meatball lineup. It was uh, Gallo at the five. Oh, Gallo at the five, Scott at the four, Tobias at the three. Ooh. And then uh, Milos, Shea at the one and two. 
That is a spicy one. That's an offensive lineup. Yeah, that is. That's a spicy meatball <laughs> against a slow team. Yeah, that's a team or a team with their traditional five in, as Doc Rivers mentioned in that quote. That that's a team that does well mm-hmm. offensively. Yeah. Um, oh, should we talk about the inbounds thing we were talking about? What was this? Uh, so like, on oh in- yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will and I, if if this sounds like in like two morons talking about basketball right now, please let us know on Twitter. But so on, in- I was watching a clip of uh, the Lakers. They have. I think they have, they're like leading the league in like most long passes or something like that. Or like uh, if you watch football, it's like like yards traveled in air yeah. for passes. The Lakers lead in that category. And they have these things where like on inbounds plays, they'll inbound the ball a little further to the primary ball handler and they'll have someone pretty much streaking. Yeah. So it's almost like a football play. And then the guy who gets the inbounds pass hurls a pass that goes over like 20 or 25 feet and then maybe one more pass to another cutter. Yeah. So Will and I were talking about it's almost like a football play. Yeah. And I don't know if it would work against the Spurs just because they don't play necessarily always like a three out kind yeah. of like shooting lineup. But I think any time that like you are playing a team with that three out lineup, you have, yeah, just the center and the power forward to maybe stick around for a rebound. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, have the other team just sprint anytime there's a shot. And yeah, it's such a thing where like obviously this, I mean, it would take tinkering. I don't know. I mean, the fact that the Lakers can do it is because they have passers like Lonzo and LeBron and stuff like that. But, you know, you give an inbounds pass to Milos halfway between the halfway line and the inbounds line, and then you have someone streaking or two guys streaking behind him running a post, one person running to the corner to kind of space it out. In my brain, it looks like a football play. Yeah. Because you're opening up the defense, and then you have that lane. Um, this is also me speaking is probably why I will never be a basketball coach, because <laughs> I'm thinking about it as another sport. But it just seems like something that would be fun to watch as a trend in the NBA. Yeah, and then you have like your big man throw in, throwing in the inbounds, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like against slower teams, it seems like you could work with teams that are like fatigued. I mean, the Raptors could play this with how fast they play. Yeah. They could have done it to us. Um, the last time we played. It's also just kind of fun to watch. It is really interesting to watch, <laughs> especially with like the new crazy, I mean, the record pace that was set at the beginning of the season. I think it's one of those things like I, I'm, you know, there's definitely like an easy way to defend it, but I yeah. think if you pull it out every now and again, it really would it's keep like, oh, what the a hell? team, like, it really would keep a team on their toes. they the whole time on the inbounds. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be fun. Maybe like a playoff situation or something like that where it's just like we've never seen this stupid offense before. Yeah. Um, should we do a quick edema? Yeah. Quick edema. I think we both agree on this. Lack of threes. Let's shoot more threes. Yeah. I'm tired of 24 threes being taken every game. We just have some solid shooters on the team. We have um, a ton of solid shooters and on even, the team. And even if guys you know, like aren't making shots, let's at least try. Yeah, yeah. let's keep them honest on the perimeter. Um, pretty much all we got to say about Thirsty Thursdays, right? Yeah, I guess the other thing that I'm sick of is uh, Avery Bradley. Um, <laughs> Taking a shot with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah, I don't need to see any more of that. Um, yeah, he and Beverly both in that last game like were trying to play some hero ball or something at points. but Which it's like, is like, play hero ball on the other end. Exactly. We know you can do that. Avery yeah. Bradley saved the game against the Grizzlies earlier this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, and both of these guys are solid guys defensively, but like if the shots aren't falling, like stop. just move the ball. Don't man. go 0 for 6. Yeah. Go 0 for 3. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, guys, coming up after this, we're doing a very brief NBA wrap-up. But first, if you're listening and you're in L.A. and you're in a place that's cold anyway and you need some warm clothes, check out Action Heat. Heat-activated clothes. Yeah. 
active heating. It's pretty cool. It's like battery powered. Yeah. We got a special offer for our listeners. Save 20% on your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on and check out everything Action Heat has to offer. Or use the coupon code locked on to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy some basketball. Maybe you're ice fishing. I don't know. I haven't been ice fishing. You're watching basketball while you're ice fishing? Yeah, I've been in ice fishing shacks that have TVs. Huh, that sounds chill. Not for a while. Man, I miss ice fishing. This is an ice fishing podcast now. <laughs> anyway, go to actionheat.com slash locked on. Get 20% off. All right. So. Quick NBA wrap up. Our foes, the Raptors. Took Bro, down the Warriors last dude, night. Dude, they smoked them. Yeah, 113 to 93. Does it make you feel a little bit less bad about the about uh yeah, Tuesday night? It does. Didn't yeah. even have Kawhi on this one either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The Raptors are really, really they good. They look scary as hell, dude. Yeah. They do not look, they look really good, and they don't look afraid of anyone. No. I'm not saying they look cocky, but they just, they don't care who they're playing. They're going to play the exact same way. Yeah. Which is kind of how we thought this Clippers team would be. Evidently, we were wrong. Yeah. They're, I mean, and they're just getting really breakout performances from guys who are in their, like, second and third years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's really good. Really great position for them to be in. Yeah. Must be nice. Uh, KD had 30. No one else with more than 14 on the Warriors. Lowry led the Raptors with 23, 5, and 12. He's back. He's back. While Serge, the greatest soda ever invented, Ibaka, had 20 and 12. Man, I don't even like Serge that much. He's got a great name. Does have a good name. Does Serge still exist, or did someone die from a heart attack and they take it off the market? Uh, I don't know. I think they just. I think Coke just might have abandoned it when they figured out that sugar was bad for kids. <laughs> um, Kings took down the Wolves. The Kings look legit, dude. Yeah, they look really damn good. Why is the West like this? I don't know. <laughs> like, Man. what did what did the basketball gods do? Like, is this? I don't know. Uh, Bajika led everyone with 25. That's why the Kings are so fun to watch. Yeah. Because a random dude can go for 25. Fox had 13 and 8. Marvin, Chuck Sunbagley had 17 and 10 off the bench. I think it's Bielitsa too. Oh, really? Isn't it? I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never watched him play on TV. You want to talk about your boy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Fox had 13 and 8. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Bagley crushed. Uh, my least favorite Max player. Uh, <laughs> I think everyone's least favorite Max player. Uh, Wiggins put up 25. Uh, Derek Rose, unfortunately, had 20. And <laughs> Jeff Teague, my man, my main dude, put up 12 and 13. That's cr- 13 assists for Teague. Yeah, that's solid. Would you like to see Teague in a Clippers uniform, maybe? Um, Not at this point. Not now? No, I just think it is... Uh, his the arc of his career isn't really lining up with the trajectory of this team. A little too spotty. Yeah. What if it was just Bradley Fatigue straight I up? I guess he's been injured though. Yeah. He has he has kind of had some injury trouble this season. Bradley Fatigue straight up any day. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Um Memphis beat Portland in perhaps one of the more boring games with oh, yeah. 92 to 83. Very odd game. CJ McCollum had 40 points and the Blazers scored 83 points. It's insane. Man. You got to be infuriated if you're CJ McCollum after this game. Does it seem like? And correct me if I'm wrong here. Like those guys are 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 both solid, but it seems like only one of them can have like a huge game, which I guess makes sense. You know, there's only so many shots yeah. that you can take. But, but still, you would think that like I don't know, you could have 40 and 20. Right? It's happened sometimes. Yeah, it's just not happened. I think enough probably for Blazers fans too. It's been kind of like frustrating that it can't coalesce. Yeah. at the right time. Yeah, Lillard had 14. The total of Portland's bench points was 15. That's rough. That's really bad. I thought their bench was going to be a lot better than that. Um, Mike Conley was the Mama Grizz, leading scorer on the Grizzlies, if you knew the podcast, with 23. Jaron Jackson had 14. And weirdly, Kyle Anderson had 12 boards. Good for him. 
Good for slow mo. <laughs> yeah, good for slow mo. Oh man, man the Grizz are Grizz are a pretty solid team. Grizz are solid. Everyone in the West looks good. If you want to see something very funny, look at the Western Conference standings. Yeah, up until the eleventh spot, right? Everyone's five hundred. Everyone's five hundred or above. You five, being at five hundred gets you the eleventh spot. God damn. Then you got the Suns with the Suns were on pace for seventy losses. <laughs> That's sad, dude. What have you done, my sons? What have you done, my sons? Oh man, guys! Tomorrow we are gonna recap a hopeful victory against the Spurs. Take a look at the Pacific Division power structure. We're gonna be playing Love Mary Kill. We're gonna be live streaming tomorrow, right? Yeah, probably around two thirty-three. Yeah, I think we might do it a little bit later in the day. Um, Help people slack off at work. Yeah, totally. We're gonna be slacking off. Um, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I'm William the Opinion Updike. Thanks for tuning in, guys.